Shalom, hallelujah. Wherever you are out there, we pronounce peace over you. Welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. I'm here with my counterpart, Carl, and my beautiful son is also joining us today. Now, for the first time, appearing before God and man, Samuel. Can you say something? He's four months old, (laughs) but maybe we'll get a coup. I'm sure you'll hear him coup later. We'll see what happens. Uh, But he is joining us today um, for good reason. Uh, We're talking about something that really every every follower of Jesus, every you know, all the way back to the Old Testament, all the way to the New Testament, everyone has to come to a point where they say yes to God, even if they don't understand. Um, So that's what we're talking about today. Will you obey God even if you don't understand? Uh, a command he's giving you. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Carl, uh, let's bring you in here, baby. Um, what are you uh, feeling on this topic? What's what's bringing you passion on this topic? <laughs> passion on this topic. Honestly, I'm right now currently just staring at your beautiful son. He's amazing. It's really hard not to look at him. He's incredible. He's just smiling and um, so full of life and peace. And oh yeah, there he goes. Hallelujah. Oh, there he is. There's some preaching. <laughs> oh, Amen. Yeah, no, seriously, though, um, as far as um, trusting in God when, when we don't understand, um, that's something that, that I feel like has been <laughs> a big challenge for me. Um, a number of times, um, there's, there's that verse in Proverbs chapter 3 that says, um, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. And so, as I navigate throughout this life, this this journey called life with the Lord, and as we walk further down that road of sanctification and obedience with the Lord, it seems like, um, (laughs) I guess I, I always think that like after I've been walking with the Lord for a short amount of time like I'll just all of a sudden understand everything that he's asking me to do I'll just all of a sudden understand all of his plans but the Bible also says that his ways are not our ways and that his thoughts are not our thoughts hmm. and in Isaiah 55 and then as a matter of fact there's even a comparison there that says as high as the heavens are above the earth so are his ways above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts and um, so I don't understand why I, I think in my little carnal mind that all of a sudden I'll just understand everything that the Lord is asking me to do when it comes to obedience or walking with him. And if in, if in fact we look at the Bible and biblically what it has looked like to follow Yeshua, um, what it's looked like to follow Jehovah, what it's looked like to follow the living God, Elohim, um, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, We see historically, it's like it doesn't always make a whole lot of sense what God asks um, his people to do. There's a number of things that um, if we read through them and and we think to ourselves, like, does that make logical sense? Like what God's asking them to do right now, like speak to a rock, for example, Hmm. to like um, provide for his people or um, to follow him. Um, 
heck, even waiting on the promised Holy Spirit in the upper room. It's like, hey, guys, um, I'm going to go away. I just need you to go hang out in a room for a while <laughs> and just pray and yeah. just seek my face. Um, just do that. Um, and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And they're like, what? And and I think it started off with like 500 people or so. And then there was only like 120 left by the time that the Holy Spirit showed up. Hmm. So that just goes to show that not everyone's going to understand. Um, and then even less will um, choose to say yes when it makes no sense. But we're called to be set apart. We're called to say yes when it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. We're called to say yes and, and follow after the Lord regardless of, of if it makes sense or not. Yeah. I mean, that, that just reminded me of the scripture that there's a way that seems right to man. There's a way that seems right to man, uh, but that might not be God's way. Um, and God can make a way through what looks like an impossible. It's like no problem for him. Uh, and so if he wants to accomplish something in your life through something that sounds crazy, looks crazy, everyone ridicules, it's like, let him do it. And, and we have a choice. What we're really talking about here is faith. It's faith saying, I, I don't understand. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I can't feel it. But, God, you're telling me to do this. Am I going to do it? And there's a lot of people in the scriptures we can we could talk about. Any man or woman of faith in the scripture had to do this. Every person has to do this, right, who's following the Lord because he asked that of us. Uh, we have to put our faith in him. Um, one person I'll just mention right away, though, is Moses. You know, Moses is, you know, seemingly has this destiny uh, born in Pharaoh's palace, or not born, but grown up in Pharaoh's palace and uh, has this, you know, feeling on his heart that he's going to deliver his people one day. And he tries to do it in his own way, right? He, he tries to rally the troops, kind of, he, he kills one of the Egyptians and um, ends up, you know, running away for 40 years and he's, you know, kind of doing his own thing. And then God shows up in a burning bush and he's like, Moses, now you're going to go deliver my people. And here's how you're going to do it. I'm, I'm going to, you know, work in these mighty miracles. And, and Moses is like, I don't understand, Lord. I am not a good speaker. What are you talking about? Like, why didn't you show up 40 years ago? <laughs> like, that might be what he's just thinking. That would have made sense. That would have made sense. I was ready to go. I, I you know, I had, uh, I had people around me that, um, I was in the palace. Like it was, it made sense in then. A powerful position. Powerful position. Yeah. Now I'm in the woods in the middle of nowhere, 40 years replaced from where I grew up. And God says, now's the time. Wow. wow, wow <laughs> and wow. Moses argued and said, I, I don't think I'm the dude. But eventually he said, yes, he gave, he gave his yes to God. And Moses becomes then the deliverer of the chosen uh, nation that would bring the Messiah to the world. And so we have this uh, right away in the scriptures and in, in the very beginning. So we go all the way back to Genesis, you know, but Moses is a big one who said yes to not understanding. And even Carl was reading Exodus 12 where, you know, they had to obey a command of God or their children would die. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 I was I was reading through Exodus 12 this morning. And honestly, I'm just going to read through it um, and just just listen to like just for the sake of this conversation just imagine like this is you okay and god's like hey um this is what i need you to do okay it's it's not like um it's pretty specific like these are pretty specific instructions so i'm just going to start reading in chapter 12 it's um the passover it says 
The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day, specifically the tenth day, right, of this month every man shall take a lamb according to their father's house as a lamb for a household. Uh, I'm going to skip through some of it, but um, let's see. Uh, verse 7 says, Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts in the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And it's like, j just, just pausing there for just a second, it's like, these are super specific instructions and with no reference point really it's like what the heck you yeah. you want me to you want me to take some blood and put it on my doorpost okay like okay um, but but then um, it goes on to say in verse 13 it says that the blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over you and no plague will befall you to destroy you. When I strike the land of Egypt, and it, it was just really blowing me away, really, how the kind of faith that would take not only for Moses to believe God in that situation, but not only that, now he has to go tell all these people what God's communicated to him. And like, hey, guys, um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to need you to go ahead and, and, and um, you know, follow all these very specific instructions um, that the Lord's given me. And that takes a lot of faith too, right? To then to then um, share a message that God specifically chosen you and entrusted you to share with other people, um, because as Seth was saying, Moses was the chosen deliverer for Israel in that time, and um, hmm. yeah, it's it's just it's just mind blowing how how without any reference point, God will give us the faith to say yes um, when we choose to say yes to Him. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's very true, and uh, this is just reminding me of, kind of, you know, why, why my son's here today. Um, but is having faith like a child, and we see Jesus get brought children um, in the New Testament, and his disciples are kind of like, "Hey, hey, keep him away, keep him away, keep him away." Here he is, there's Samuel, and Jesus says, "No, bring them to me." And in Matthew 18, he says this: "Truly, I tell you." Unless you turn and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. So uh, I was thinking about faith like a child. And I've gotten to see, you know, my, my child's very young still. So I haven't gotten to see him really put verbal and really communicative trust in me yet but um what happens when a child begins to grow up that they, they hopefully they put all the trust in their parents right, right. They, they they believe everything their mom and dad tells them i was thinking about this with, with santa even santa because their parents told them that santa was real santa becomes as real as the tree outside right and all of their their heart their emotions their feelings is so tangibly uh, believed in these things and that, that their parents tell them that it is reality. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a place where we need to come to say, whatever God tells me to do, whatever his promise is, is it a tangible reality? Is it real? Like that type of just 
Yes, I believe it now. Boom. Let's walk it out. Let's do it. Let's live it. Let me make those choices, God. Like, let's walk it out now. No delay. Mm. You tell me this is going to happen? This is going to happen. And we, when we grow up, we kind of mature, and we kind of lose some of that, like, quick belief because we get skeptical. Right. And we get a little afraid. Oh, is this right? Is this the right move? I don't know. Is this it? Um, maybe, maybe not. And wow. and we mature out of that kind of childlike faith. But it's almost like we need to reverse. This is literally what Jesus said. Turn and become like little children. So you've become something that you don't need to become. Whoa. So you need to become like a little child again with me. Wonder, awe. Looking at, looking at life like a spectacle. Father, I trust you. Father, what do I need to do? Father, I will obey you. I don't care if this looks crazy. Right. I don't care about all the noise. My daddy said this. I remember one time in elementary school, um, my buddy, he said, I can run 70 miles an hour. Because my dad told me that's how fast I can run. I said, man, you can't run 70 miles an hour. No one can run 70 miles an hour. The fastest human alive is like 20, you know, 7, 28, 29 miles an hour. He's like, nope, I can run 70. And he wouldn't budge because <laughs> his dad told him he could. Wow. And I'm not saying that, you know, that was right. It was obviously he couldn't run 70 <laughs> miles an hour. But that's because it's so like he, the father won't lie to you. Our father won't lie to you. Will you believe what he's telling you? Mm. Will you believe it so hard that no one can convince you otherwise? Will you have faith in that? That's the kind of childlike faith I think the Lord wants from us. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Um, I love, I love that childlike faith um, uh, verse in there. I love, cause, cause it, it like points to the freedom and the innocence for me of, of a child and just the on wonder that a child has. Um, man, we were just cracking up just, just watching Samuel. He's, he's such a gift and he's, he's super the Lord's and <laughs> he's definitely been consecrated for the Lord. And um, for the kingdom of heaven and the glory of God, he's he's just wonderful. He's a wonderful gift. But um, there was just this like, <laughs> just this look on his face uh, before we started recording, where it's just like everything's fine, like everything is totally fine. My dad's got me. I'm confident in that. I rest in that. I'm happy. I'm cared for. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Um, yeah, that's that childlike smile that that we have when we begin to see the Father. And um, I was telling Seth right before this podcast how it's been a long time since I've looked at the world with like hope and wonder and awe. Um, I remember being a kid and playing with my mother and running around outside, building forts, you know, climbing tree houses and pretending I was a pirate. And, you know, doing all kinds of stuff that kids do, man. Mm. And it was just awesome. It was beautiful. It was innocent and it was pure and it, and it was holy. And I loved being a kid, you know. Yeah. And um, I was telling him specifically mm. for me, video games actually came into the picture for me at a young age and, and, and stole a lot of that, tried to steal a lot of that, I should, I should say rather, of that on wonder that the Lord um, has prepared for us as children. 
to like look at the world and be like, wow, God, like look at your creation. Wow, God, like look at how you love me. Wow, God, like look at look at my mother. Look at my father. Look look how you've blessed me with this wonderful family. Look how you've blessed me with these awesome friends who I can like ride mountain bikes around the town with and play basketball with and do all these different things that we do as kids, you know, whatever that is for you. Um, and, and, and then the world comes and then the world tries to steal, kill and destroy that, that awe and wonder that God's given to us to walk in because the original design was for us to walk hand in hand with him in the cool of the day in the garden. Right. And so, so like, like, um, Seth was just talking about, we have to become like children again. And it's not something I can do on my own strength. I was just telling him this last week. He, he's like, Hey man. Um, cause, cause Seth's a really good friend. He's just been a really good, really good friend. He's like, hey, man, what do you like to do? Like, what's fun for you? Like, what do you enjoy doing? I'm like, Seth, bro, like, I don't know. I love staring at the Lord. Like, I love the presence of God and, um, you know, things like that. And I, I, I love I love um, being with the Lord. And honestly, like, it's hard for me to answer that question because for so long I had just given up hope on being able to have that childlike awe and wonder in life anymore. It made me – the world made me – uh, pessimistic towards a lot of things. It made me um, not trust in people. Like the Lord's restoring all this because, like He said, like like Seth said, when you're a child, you just you you want to be able to trust your parents. Like when they tell you sand is real, you wanna you, you wanna believe them, right? And and then yeah, it's just it's crazy. I even think it takes um, <laughs> it's even as a kid influenced by the world easier to believe in Santa, perhaps if you don't have parents that are you know walking after the Lord because the world's going to you know, um, basically endorse what the world has to say. And, um, you know, uh, it's just crazy how the world sets you up to believe in something that is then ripped away from you. Mm. And, and like psych, that's not real. And then it almost, you know, conditions you to say like, well, if that's not real, what else isn't real? If that's not real, what else isn't real? If that's not real, what else isn't real? And (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the, what you just mentioned, you, you said the word purity and innocence. Um, and I think that's what the Lord wants to restore to us. Because if you think of a child, just think of like a little baby, how innocent they are. Like they can't do anything for themselves. I just had to change this big old diaper today, you know, and he peed all up his back. And he can't do anything about that right now. Like he just can't. He can't feed himself. Like he's, he's just innocent. Like he can't do anything, but then as they grow older, you know, they start to experience the world. I've gotten to see him experience things like his first time seeing and actually recognizing like what a dog is. It's like, whoa, wow! Like his first time, like I just smile wow. at I smile at him, and he just like laughs because it's like, whoa, that's a smile, that's crazy. It's like it's like he's seeing everything for the first time. And there's something beautiful about that place of purity and innocence where we can see the world like that. And the Lord can restore us to that. Hallelujah. Um, and he wants us to see the world with him, to see what it was originally meant to be like, to see what it can be like, to see what it is. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing if we can come to that place of a child Amen. and live life with our father Speaking of children, this one is ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make it. He's going to make it. And it requires that that blind, <laughs> that blind faith. 
to follow after the Lord and then and then for us to hey. watch him <laughs> changes from the inside out by the power of the blood of Yeshua because there's life in the blood and when we apply the blood to our houses and if we are the house of God if we're the temple of God then we have to apply the blood of Jesus every single day even though the blood has has spoken once and for all over us hmm that it's restoring us, it's giving life, new life to us every single day. It's not, um, yeah, it's not like you obey God one time and, and, and you believe in one time and um, then you never have to again. It's a continual relationship and process of trusting in the Lord with all of your heart, not leaning on your own understanding, acknowledging him in all of your ways, and then watching as he directs um, your paths. Um and yeah, the last part of that verse of, of, of there's a way that seems right to a man. The last part is that its way ends to ends in death. And and so we can't trust in our ways over his. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention. Oh. I'm feeding him a bottle. He just kicked it. <laughs> Anyways, this is definitely a raw podcast. This if this is, is your first time listening, this ever. isn't the norm. <laughs> This is awesome. This is just, this is just <laughs> raw. has got one hand on the mic. <laughs> okay. Last thing I'll, I'll mention. <laughs> you remember when your parents used to, like, give you a command? Maybe not. This is not everyone's story. but And it just rubbed you the wrong way because you were like, but I want to do this so bad. And you just totally didn't understand why they were saying no. But then years later, you grow up yeah. and you're like, oh. Yep. I see why they were saying that. I couldn't see it then. Right. But now I can see it. Uh, it's the same way with the Father. He sees everything. And I can't tell you, there's been times where the Father's told me to do something, and I say, well, You're right. that doesn't seem right. Let, right. Me, let me try it my way. And I'm like, oh, that's why you said that. <laughs> it's like, I could have avoided that? Wow. If I just did this thing and it didn't make sense? Ah. Wow. And it just, like, it just further cements, like, okay, that was from God. I did hear him. I did feel that. And I, I did sense him correctly. And I should have followed that because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had to go through this. Right. Um, yeah. Mm. And on the flip side of that, sometimes he calls you to go through something worse and it would have been easier the other way, Wow. <laughs> but it was worth it in the end. And you see why at the end, um, and it takes faith. You have to put your faith in the father to say, I trust you even though I can't see it now. I trust you even if I don't ever see it. I may never see it, but I trust you. And your love, your affection, being close and near to your heart, obeying you is more important than anything else. It's more important than my understanding. And just because you don't understand God does not give you permission to disobey him. Just because you misunderstand God does not give you permission to disobey him. In the name of Jesus. Sammy is hungry. <laughs> God is so good. Only the Lord can transition from that kind of heavy conviction to joy in just seconds. Only the Lord. Um, yeah, I guess real quick, I'll just talk about um, things that um, get in the way of me saying yes to God. And... Um, yeah, like for example, um, I, I really am, um, 
I guess, compassionate in a lot of cases for other people. But then there's also the the fleshly side of that where I'm more concerned about um, opinions, um, thoughts, um, approvals, um, acceptance um, from man or men than I have been um, from the Lord. There's been a lot of times in my life where um, I have chosen to cave to something that the world says um, that directly contradicts something that the Lord says because in that in that time I've been more concerned about the opinions of man or um, the approval of men or um, yeah even just my own understanding like I don't know why like I convince myself that like if I understand the situation that I'm in with God or if I could just understand what God's asking me to do and why then all of a sudden I would just have peace and it says that that we it, it says that in him alone we have our peace so so meaning if if peace, peace is a fruit of the spirit and we have to walk by the spirit and listen to the voice of the spirit over the voice of our flesh over the voice of the world over the voice of the opinions of man then that's where our peace comes from, not our understanding. Our peace is not found in our understanding. Our peace is found in the Lord alone. So um, I just say that to encourage you. Um, surround yourself with people um, that you know that the Lord has placed in your life for the chapter that you're walking in. Um, identify those people with the Lord. And um, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. So the opposite of that would be the counsel of the righteous, right? So, so we have to walk in the counsel of the righteous in um, communion and community, um, not only with um, the Lord himself, but with family as well, so that um, we can learn to trust and abide in him, not just um, in the secret place, but also in the body of Christ. Um, because when we learn to abide in the body of Christ and trust in the people that he's placed in our lives, um, we're choosing to trust in him as well. So, hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll just uh, pray a quick blessing of childlike faith. May the Lord restore your sight to see the world in awe and wonder with him as a father leads his child in his hand and says, Come along, little one. May you so live your life. Uh, and may faith rise up in you once more like a child that says, yes, Father, I believe that. And yes, Father, I will do that. In Jesus' name, go in peace. Mm -hmm.